the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. We're also brought to you by our college football playoff props contest. $200 gift card to the winner exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, December 30th, currently 105 on the East Coast, here to discuss our NFL Week 17 player props as we have two weeks left in the NFL schedule for the regular season. And joining me today to help me break down some player props and also touch on some uh, touchdown prop bets, uh, filling in for my uh, usual co-host Rod, who is out sick. Hopefully, you can get uh, better soon, Rod. But you know him as a voice on the WNBA Gambling Podcast, the NBA Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast. It's my main man, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on, buddy? How you doing today? Yeah, doing pretty well. I'm looking forward to going through the games here for the weekend for Week 17. Some of the games might not be great, but there's always money to be made. And even in low-scoring games, uh, you could cast some overs in player props. So looking forward to going through some of them with you, and let's make some money. Yeah, uh, two weeks left uh, in the regular season, like I mentioned. Um, I think this is a good time to really um, look at some of these guys that have contract incentives in their uh, respective deals with their teams for some bonuses based on player performances. Um, J Mark did a great job of writing up an article uh, over on sports gambling podcast.com. I use uh, reference that a lot, uh, at least to make my player props for today's games, but, or sorry, this uh, Sunday's game. So I'll reference that a little bit. We'll discuss that a little bit as well. But uh, Scott last night, maybe not the most exciting matchup just because, Tennessee really didn't have anything to play for. They sat most of their guys. Uh, they have a big game coming up against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars next week in week 18. Dallas, as they should have, did take care of business. But we did see Josh Dobbs have some success against his uh, Dallas Cowboys uh defense yesterday as far as you know moving the ball down the field and at least scoring a touchdown or um in that game but do you have any takeaways from yesterday's game i know it wasn't that exciting but uh how did, uh, did you have any bets and how did they turn out for you so overall went well uh, i had the cowboys minus three in the first leg of a teaser that i took earlier this week and that ended up cashing easily so halfway there besides that had a youtube video gave out four player props went four no on those i uh, had a kunku over 23 and a half i think he finished with 24 I had Dak over in passing yards, which got there easily. I had Dak over nine and a half rushing yards. He finished with 11. Got a bit lucky there. Tennessee ran out the clock. I thought the kneel downs might screw me over there at the end. But I also had Gallup over two and a half receptions, and he finished with three. So a couple close calls, but they all got home. Can't really complain. Yeah. Um, thankfully, that was the last 
Thursday night football game of the year. I know we've had some uh, clunkers uh, throughout this season. I'm but, sure Amazon's uh, devastated. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll see if we get some better matchups next season. But if there's a uh, isolated game on a primetime, I, I, I don't care what the matchup is. I'm sure people are tuning in to watch it. But, um, yeah, I mean, not, not a, lot, a lot of takeaways for me as far as the game yesterday. Uh, again, obviously, a big game next week for Tennessee against Jacksonville for the AFC South Division. Um, Scott, let's just dive into our player props, man. Uh, we'll give out about three player props each. Uh, we'll identify a best bet uh, within those three, and then also give you some touchdown props as we usually do on the NFL prop cast here. So, Scott, I'll let you lead it off, man. First player prop for the NFL Week 17 games. What do you got? All right. So, if you already listened to the afternoon game preview that both of us did with Minty, uh, you know what the first prop's going to be because we talked about it there extensively. I'm taking Geno Smith interception at plus 125. It's too much of a bargain for me to pass up on. He's had at least one reception for the last five games. The only exception was the Niners game in which he threw a pick six. It just got overturned by roughing the passer penalty. So even in the one where he actually ended up being clean, it was pretty fluky because it was a pretty awful roughing the passer call on Bosa. But he's also attempted at least 33 passes in each of the last eight games. So Seattle's given him a lot of volume. Game flow hasn't helped because they've lost a lot of games recently. But I do think with Geno Smith being turnover prone lately and with the volume, plus 125, once again, we go, we went through it in the other podcast. I'm not going to really go into it that much deeper. I think it's a great price. I'm going to take it. Yeah, especially at a plus price. I know, like you mentioned, we discussed this uh, on the uh, afternoon games betting preview show with Minty. And just too good of a price to pass up especially obviously at plus odds um but like you mentioned that he's done it or he's thrown one at least for the last five games again should be five should be five in a row yeah with that uh the pick six that was called back because of the uh rough in the passer penalty but it seems like he's kind of regressed to the geno smith maybe we've seen in the past as far as turnovers go not taking anything away from geno he's had an incredible year i mean there's no doubt about that um Close to 4,000 yards. He'll finish with that for sure, barring any injuries. Um, 27 touchdown passes, nine interceptions. Again, four out of the five, sorry, five out of those uh, nine have come over the last five weeks for Geno Smith. So I'm sure one of us was going to mention it. I'm sure I'm glad that you mentioned it. But um, yeah, at plus 125, Scott, we can't pass it up, right? Yeah, I don't know if that was one of your three, but I had to write no. it down. Yeah, I, I I knew I I, I well, we were going to mention it. I knew it for sure. I didn't know if you were going to have it or not, but uh, since we did take that as our dog pick on the uh, on the NFL gambling podcast, um, uh, it was worth mentioning again uh, for sure to our these uh, to our listeners or on the propcast. You know, some people were worried about the environment. I'm recycling a little bit. Just deal with it. <laughs> All right, uh, for my first player prop, uh, I have to make my Rod, my co-host Rod uh, on the propcast proud. So I'm taking a defensive prop here. Uh, J.J. Watt over uh, three quarters of a sack. Uh, found it interesting that they're coming out with these three, uh, quarter sacks now, but I think he'll get one here. You know, J.J. Watt announced that this is going to be his final season for his NFL career. Um, and knowing J.J. Watt, uh, for the amount of years that I've watched him when he was with the Houston Texans, he's going to leave it out all on the field uh, over these final two games of his career. Um, Arizona is taking on the Atlanta Falcons this week, and the Falcons offensive line, let's say it's not very good. They, they've had some success in, in pass block uh, win rate, but over the last two weeks, the Falcons have allowed 
a total of six sacks to the opposing defenses. And also, again, like I mentioned, shout out to Jay Mark about that contract incentive article over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. JJ Watt needs one more sack before the season's over to unlock a million dollar bonus for reaching double digit sacks. He's sitting at nine and a half. Um, so again, the motivation factor of him winding down his career, him unlocking a million dollar bonus. I mean, it's a million dollars, uh, maybe for JJ mm-hmm. Watt over his course of his career, the money that he's made may not seem like a lot, but Hey, for him to be one of the great defensive players that we've seen in the entire league, he had a game, I believe it was against the Denver Broncos where he had three sacks in that game, uh, asking him to get one more here against his Atlanta Falcons offensive line. I don't think will be a tall order. So I'm going to take JJ Watt uh, over 0.75 sacks in this game here. Uh, Scott. Yeah, I definitely like the, uh, incentive there for Watt. I guess the only concern is if Atlanta is going to actually attempt enough passes, yeah. which might limit the volume, but I don't mind it. We know Ritter's still a young quarterback. He might be a little bit hesitant to make some throws. He might hold on to the ball too long, but in general, I like it. You're looking at the emotional angle, the monetary angle. I think there's definitely some good spots for JJ. Yep. Uh, all right, take us over to your next player prop. What do you got? All right, uh, so my second player prop is going to be in that Lions and Bears game. I'm going to take Jared Goff, longest completion over, 36.5 yards at minus 115. He's had a completion of at least 41 yards in each of the last four games. He's had a, He had a completion of 44 yards in the first meeting this season in Chicago, and the game's also in a dome, so weather's not going to be a factor. But Chicago's defense, in my opinion, the worst in the entire league at this point because of how many injured players they have at every single position group on defense, mm-hmm. but it's in a dome. We know that Amon Ross St. Brown's really good. They even got Jameson Williams, who's been quiet, but we know that he's a big player receiver, and I think he could potentially get loose here. But it's mostly just the fact that Goff's gone over this number regularly for the last month. Yeah. I think 36 and a half is way too low against an awful secondary. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I, I like I like this play. Um, especially, again, like you mentioned, how bad the Bears defense has been and dealing with the amount of injuries that they have had. And it's just a consistency of what he's been able to uh, accomplish this number. Um, what that five, what was the number again? 40 and a half. Uh, number was 36 and a half. Oh, sorry. 36 and a half. So he's it done thir- it. Like, yeah, it was 36 and a half. He's had at least 41 in yeah. each of the last four games. Yeah. And then he had a 44 yard long completion in Chicago against the same bears here. So now, like you mentioned, being in a dome, no weather concerns. Uh, you got Jamison Williams back um, fr- from the injury. Uh, he had that, what, first pass catch of his career mm-hmm. as a touchdown. Um, I like it. I, again, the books are expecting this to be a shootout here like it was in that first game uh, earlier this season. But the Bears were ended up 31-30. Yeah. Um, People are expecting the, the Lions to run the ball, though, against the Bears. But the issue yeah. is I like Jamal Williams. You know, he was a great fantasy player for me for most of the season. Yeah. Big touchdown score. But you're looking at what the, the what the lines are going to do offensively. Williams has kind of been banged up, and he really hasn't been good the last couple of weeks. And Swift is still hit or miss. I don't think Detroit's really going to try to run the ball that much. I really think they're going to try to exploit the secondary and take some shots downfield. Yeah. How would you characterize uh, Goff's season this year? I mean, he's been really good, actually. He's almost at 4,000 yards, 26 to 7 touchdown interception ratio. Um, seems like he's finally, I guess, gotten comfortable with the weapons that he has in uh, Detroit with the guys that he has. Yeah, he has, he's had a good year. Uh, there's really no way around it. Now, of course, he still makes a couple of mistakes every now and then, which you don't want him to make. Yeah. He's still a flawed quarterback, but mm-hmm. I think he's having a much better season than anybody could have imagined. I didn't think he would finish the year as the starter, 
Mm-hmm. I was also a bit low on Detroit. I thought they'd be okay, but I figured they'd be out of the playoff picture. Yeah, I thought they would have eventually used the backup, tried to evaluate the talent on the roster, the classic cliche. But God's been good enough. You couldn't you couldn't have benched him, and that's a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll say the same game for my next player prop. Uh, I think it's probably an obvious obvious play here. Justin Fields over. 71 and a half uh, rushing yards in this game against the uh, Detroit Lions. And, you know, we know how bad this Lions rush defense is. There's there's no sure coding it. Uh, the numbers back it up. Last week against the Carolina Panthers, they allowed them to set a franchise record on offense. Foreman and uh, Chuba Hubbard ran for a combined 290 yards against this Detroit Lions uh, defense. Now, in a matchup earlier this season in Week 10, we talked about it in Chicago uh, against the Lions. The Bears ran for a total of 258 yards in that game, which of 147 of that was by Justin Fields on 13 attempts. I think asking him to get 71 here, and again, Scott, like you mentioned, whether it's not a concern, you're in a dome, I think that he'll get back on track uh, in this game against the uh, Detroit Lions, at least on the ground. So, Justin Fields over 71 and a half rushing yards against the Lions here, Scott. They also don't have many receivers. So yeah. you can talk about how Chicago wants to throw it, which the, maybe they do. They don't have anybody worth a damn at the receiver position. Yeah. So their offense really starts and ends with the ground game. And as a result, I do agree with you that Fields should end up getting a lot of opportunities, either in designed runs or even just some QB scrambles. But eventually, if he ends up with let's just say 10 carries, and that might be conservative. If he finishes with 10, yeah. I think he's going over. Yeah, I think last week was the only week where he didn't have a good week running the football. And again, that was in Chicago against Buffalo. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's gotten the attempts um, as far as running the football. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here. But there's been games where he has 15, 13, 18 he had one against uh, six against the Packers where he still got 71 yards, 15 against the Eagles for 95 yards. So the point is he's getting the carries. He's getting the yards as well. So uh, I think that he should be able to clear this number as well against the Lions in this uh, week 17 matchup. Um, before we keep it going here, Scott, let me tell our listeners about our presenting sponsor. And that is WinBet. WinBet is the official sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, reduced juice on sides and tools for all college bowl games the day of. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Receive a special offer, bet 100, will win 100, limited the state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And again, don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest from now until the end of the year, go to sports gambling podcast.com slash helmet to enter that sports gambling podcast.com slash helmet. And we're also brought to you by our college football playoff props contest, $200 gift card to the winner exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, Scott, let's keep it rolling here, buddy. What's your next player prop uh, for the NFL Week 17 games? So for this one, I'm going to go to another plus money play, but I'm going to take a kicker in this one. I'm going to go to the Rams-Chargers game. I'm going to take Matt Gay over one and a half field goals at plus 125. 
I have no idea why this is plus money, let alone plus 125. I'll gladly take it. He's attempted at least two field goals in each of the last four games, and the Chargers are allowing 2.2 field goal attempts per game, which is tied for the ninth most in the league. You look at Matt Gay's overall length of field goals, guy's got a cannon. He can hit yeah. it from mid-50s, even potentially 60. One and a half at plus money in a game in which I think the Rams might be able to move the ball a little bit, I think it's definitely a good price. I'll take the over. Yeah, I mean, the numbers speak for himself for Matt Gay. Uh, last five games, 10 of 11 uh, as far as field goals. May that's about an average of two per game. Quote-unquote, it's a road game, but, I mean, they're in the same building going up against the Chargers. 12 of 12 uh, in those games against AFC West opponents, 14 of 15. Um so again, yeah, he's been consistent. Like you said, he has a cannon. So um, whether it's from 50 yards, 40 to 49, 30 to 39, wherever the case might be, the guy gets it done. He's a very, very consistent kicker for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. So love that as well. Um, all right. For my last player prop here, I am going to go to where is my last player prop? Uh Okay, I didn't write it down, so I got to pivot here a little bit. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, God, I was looking for Christian Kirk's receptions in this game here. Uh, let's see if that has been posted yet. It has not been posted. So I- I'm going to – let's see. Travis Etienne is the one I was looking at in this game against the Houston Texans. I'm expecting – uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars to have all their guys out there in this game here, Scott. Um, I don't think that Doug Peterson is going to bench any of these guys. We know how bad the Texans uh, defense has been. They've been covering games over the past several weeks here have the Texans, but their rush defense is still one of the worst in the entire national football league. Uh, you just take a look at their numbers, opponent yards per rush attempt. They are at number 28 out of 32 teams, 4.9 yards per rush attempt allowed. Over the last three weeks, it's gotten even worse, 5.3. They dipped down a little bit to number 20, sorry, to number 30 in the league. Uh, opponent rushing yards allowed total per game. Houston Texans, number 32 out of 32 teams, 168.6. So you kind of see where I'm going with this. ETN currently listed at 70 and a half. I think they'll hand the ball off here to him. Protect, protect, protect. Trevor Lawrence for the big game next week against the Titans for the division. Uh, and again, ETN has a guy that has that big playability. Um, in an earlier matchup this season against the Texans, I'm trying to pull up that number. Uh, let's see here. He had exactly 71 yards in that game as well um, for the Texans. That was receiving yards. But the point is, ever since he's kind of taken over as the starting running back, he's been filling up the stat sheet and he's been getting the yardage, whether that's been through the air, whether that's been catching the football. Um, last two weeks against uh, the Jets, 83 rushing yards on 22 attempts against the Dallas Cowboys, 103 yards, 19 attempts uh, against the Texans. Yeah, he did have 71 rushing yards. So I think it's going to be another big game for Travis Etienne. I think he's on your fantasy team. I think he's going to pay dividends this week for sure. So Travis Etienne here, Scott, over 70, 70 and a half rushing yards. 
Well, just for the record, that was one of the first couple games of the season. Uh, ETN was splitting touches with James Robinson at that point. Yeah. They each had 10 carries. So ETN should get a bit of a bigger workload. I think I'm just staying away from this game entirely with Jacksonville because even though Peterson said his team's going to try, we all remember the Sunday night game with the Eagles a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I think they might play a half. So I I don't believe Peterson, just for the record. I, I don't know if he can state publicly we don't care about this game. Yeah. But I think there's a decent chance that maybe after halftime they pull some guys. ETN's an injury history has had an injury history too, even dating back to Clemson. Yeah. So I understand the angle, and I think it makes sense if he doesn't get pulled. I'm just skeptical on what Peterson's true intentions are for this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I was the uh, I was thinking that he would play his guys at least like you mentioned for a half or at least three quarters just to kind of keep the rhythm uh, going for these guys and not have Russ going into a game next week against the Titans because they've been playing great, you know, football over the past several weeks. So I don't think that's something that he may want to compromise. Obviously. Yeah. You mentioned it with the Eagles uh, when he was the head coach there and guys like Trevor Lawrence, ETN who do have injury uh, injury history, I think ETN could probably maybe break one out early in the first half and could get over this in the first half as well. So uh, I'll stick with it here. ETN over uh, 70 and a half rushing yards. Um, All right. So that is it for our player props. Uh, Let's get into some touchdown props here, Scott. Uh, What do you got for if you want to throw out first touchdown or anytime touchdown? uh, What do you got for the listeners? All right, so coincidentally, I ended up with two from the same game, but I went with one conservative one, and I went with one long shot here. It's going to be the Giants-Colts game. I got Saquon. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel here. I got Saquon anytime touchdown at minus 135. He's had one touchdown in four of the last five games. He's had one touchdown in eight of the last 11 games. In a game where you're against Nick Foles, the last thing you want to do is beat yourself. I just think the Giants are going to stick with what works, give the ball to Barkley a bunch, and try to get a lead, don't do anything stupid, and dare Foles to beat you. And from what we saw last week, I think we can agree everybody would take their chances on Nick Foles beating them. But uh, Saquon, we know, has been very good this year. He's been healthy, which is very important. But 135 uh, for a guy who scored in 4 of 5 and 8 of 11, I think it's a great price. I'll take Saquon anytime touchdown at minus 135. Yeah, I don't hate that. I mean, like you said, he's been doing it consistently if the Giants are smart. And Eckler um, just scored two last week yeah. against the Colts. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Barkley's had a great season, right? He's one of the, I think, what, co-favorites or one of the favorites for comeback player of the year. But, um, yeah, yeah, like you said, don't try to reinvent the veal. Get the ball to your best offensive player. Let him do his thing. And uh, let him score the t- uh, touchdowns here. So I am there with you. Um, I'll give my first one out. Um, I'm going to go with Mike Evans here to score a touchdown against the Panthers. Uh, I know this is a game where we may not see very many points. I think the books, books are projecting that. But Mike Evans had ha- has had success at least over the last three seasons. Um, I know he missed a 2021 year uh, with injuries. But he's had at least one receiving touchdown in three of the last four games against the Carolina Panthers. You also get the targets in that span as well. Like if you can just take a look at his game log dating back to the 2019 season. He has 17 targets, 10, 11, seven. And then the most recent game this year, he had 15 targets in that game, nine receptions, 96 yards. So we also know he has that big play capability, uh, getting a pass from 
Tom Brady also is a big target in the red zone as well. So at plus 160, I'll go with Matt, uh, sorry, Mike Evans to get a touchdown from Tom Brady in this uh, divisional game here, Scott. Yeah, I definitely think that there is a good opportunity there. The issue is it seems like Brady just hates Mike Evans <laughs> this year. He just hasn't given him enough targets or enough shots in the red zone. Yeah. The only concern, I guess, is how many touchdowns you actually expect Tampa to score in this sure. game. Yeah. I'm expecting a rock fight, so you might be limited, but Tampa can't run the ball, and J.C. Horn is potentially out for the year. I'm assuming he'll play, yeah. uh, but probably with – I'm very, very compromised. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Evan should have some shots. He had a wide open touchdown against Carolina in the first meeting of the season, and he dropped it. So yeah. I think that he's got a good opportunity here. I don't mind it. Uh, the one concern, though, would be this season, for whatever reason, it seems like the Brady Evans red zone connection just has not been there. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be there, but find that in a, in a, here in a game where it does matter. Um, you said you had a long shot. What do you got? Yeah, so in the same game with Giants-Colts, I'm going to take Giants defense, not including special teams. I think with special teams, it's around 600. But I'll take the Giants defense anytime touchdown at plus 800. Foles is quarterback again for Indianapolis. He threw three interceptions last game, and he was sacked seven times. So you might see a strip sack or two in there with potential interceptions. But the Colts are averaging two turnovers per game this season, which is the most in the league. Defenses tends to be a lot of chance. You know, you need to find a turnover with some blockers in front of you. But with them leading the league in turnovers and with Foles being sacked seven times and having three interceptions last week, there's a lot of volume potentially here. And I think at roughly eight to one, it's a bargain. I'm going to take that. I'm not going to argue against the Nick Foles pick six here or a fumble or, you know, whatever the case might be. He was bad. I mean, last week. Um, as far as you know, turnovers, but now the elements have changed. Last week, that was in the dome, yeah. right? And this week, you're going outdoors into New York. Um, this this defensive line led by Kayvon Thibodeau has been really good over the past several weeks here for the New York Giants. So there's an opportunity for them to, again, like you mentioned, to force that fumble, pick it up running back, or again, with the amount of picks that he threw uh, last week, he had three last week there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, again, an opportunity for that pick six to be there as well. So, um, yeah, I like it. Also, Defensive the- touchdowns are fluky. Sorry. Yeah. Defensive touchdowns no, are good. fluky. But if if you told me Nick Foles is playing eight games, you need one defensive touchdown to break even. Yeah. I think you'll get one in those eight games. I just think the value is there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to argue against that, especially a guy that has been turnover prone. Um I also went with one in the dark, or not a defensive one here, but you talked about a quarterback that is a third string. I am also going to go with a quarterback that's probably second or third string here for the Raiders. I'm going to take a defensive touchdown by the San Francisco 49ers at around five to one. Not a huge long shot, but at five to one, I think it's worth a bet here. I mean, look, the Niners defense has been one of the best, if not the best defensive units uh, in the entire football league this season. Now you get a Jared Stidham coming in, uh, or sorry, the Niners defense coming in here to go up against this guy who I'm sure the Niners are going to get him rattled. The opportunity for um, the strip sack fumble, like we talked about, uh, interceptions, that's all in the possibility. And 
when I have a defense like this, like the 49ers, how great they've been all season. Um, I'm going to take a, st- a stab at that, especially with a guy uh, that has not been very good in his career as a starting quarterback. So uh, at five to one for the San Francisco 49ers defensive or special teams touchdown, I'm going to take that uh, against Jared Stidham and the Raiders this week here, Scott. Yeah, I definitely think that there's some value to that. If you think Stidham's going to be horrible, the Raiders offense should look really, really underwhelming in this matchup since in addition to a new quarterback, I don't think the team's really motivated for anything at this point. So, yeah, I don't mind that either. You said it was 5-1. to I'm still personally traumatized from that 49ers touchdown, a defensive touchdown that I gave out against Geno Smith on the Thursday night game. And I think that was like six to one or seven to one or something. And then the rough in the passer call killed me. So yeah. I still got some PTSD from that, but I'm rooting <laughs> for you. All right, Scott. Uh, so that's any more touchdown props you have? No, I kind of just went with one simple one and one long shot. Uh, I was trying to think of any other potential long shots that I'm tempted by. I didn't really see much that I considered. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't really see much. Maybe if you wanted to go for a sneaky play of Watson's out, I don't mind Romeo Dobbs anytime touchdown against Minnesota, uh, just because the Vikings defense against the pass has been terrible. And we saw Dobbs step up as the immediate replacement for Watson when he got hurt in that Miami game on Christmas. So if you want to go for another play, once again, it's injury report dependent. So I'm not exactly giving it out officially, but I think Dobbs has some value. All right. Uh, all right. Before we wrap up the show here, let me or sorry, before we get into best bets as well, uh, let me tell you guys about underdog fantasy. They're back with us and uh, the season never ends with underdog fantasy right now. You can play their weekly battle royal games or even uh, go ahead and draft your playoff best ball teams uh, over on underdog fantasy. They also have a ton of daily games for the NBA and NHL as well. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's only using promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com to get that 100% deposit match of up to $100. All right, Scott, let's wrap it up with best bets here for this NFL Week 17 schedule. What's your best bet uh, for this week? So I gave out the Geno one for the other podcast. I'm not going to double down on it that much. Uh, I'll go with Jared Goff, longest completion, over 36.5 and and minus 115. Yeah. Once again, it's in a dome. He's at 41-plus in each of the last four. Detroit has weapons, and I think Detroit's ground game is a bit overrated because Williams is banged up, and he hasn't been that efficient anyway. Swift, I'm still not sure what exactly his role is with this team. So yeah. they half commit to using him every game. But mm-hmm. I think Goff will find an open guy at least once to go downfield against this awful defense. Give me Goff longest completion over 36 and a half. Yeah, I mean, look, you mentioned he's been consistent about it over the last four weeks, and he had a long completion of, what, 44, I said, against the Bears in that matchup in Chicago. So, um, yeah, again, being bad at home where – they put up a lot of points. I think that's no secret at Ford field. Do this uh, Detroit Lions team. I think they'll be able to push the ball down the field against his Bears defense. So uh, best bet for Scott, Jared Goff, longest completion over 36 and a half. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll say the same game. We'll have our eyes glued to this game. Uh, Justin Fields over 71 and a half uh, rushing yards. Mentioned it. The guy is a magician with his legs. We've seen it all the highlights this season. Um, with uh, Justin Fields. He did it against his same Lions team on their home field in Week 10, where he ran for 147 yards. 
and he's been consistently doing consistently doing it. Um, I think there was a, a, a change in, in the scheme that they finally realized to let Justin Field use his legs. And I think that at least what propelled their offense to put up points, not necessarily win games because they haven't won a, a game since uh, on their Monday night football game against the New England Patriots. But it's not because of the offense. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> for 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 Justin Fields, again, like I mentioned, 95, 71, 85, 147, 178, 82, 88. He's getting the attempts there as well, right? Let's just say he gets 10 attempts in this game, 11 attempts in this game at minimum. I think he should be able to get over this number. And it's not like he hasn't had uh, games where he's had uh, long rush attempts. He's had games of 39, 55, 67, 61. Um, and again, in that game against the Detroit Lions, he had a long uh, rush attempt of 67. So I'm going to say with it, Justin Fields over 71 and a half rushing yards as my best bet here for NFL week 17. By the way, I looked it up. Uh, yeah. Dobbs anytime touchdown is plus 150. Okay. Once again, I'm only going to consider taking it if Watson's out. So yeah. I'm going to have to wait. Yeah, because I, I thought I saw when I was looking at they had Watson listed. So I would probably wait until if he's ruled out or ruled. Yeah, because if, if Watson plays plus 150 is a horrible price for Dobbs because he won't be on the field. So right. yeah. that's why I'm going to have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the prop cast for the NFL Week 17 games. Uh, last prop cast of 2022. Uh, it's been a great year. Hopefully we can carry that momentum into the 2023 year. But uh, Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, bud? Uh, no, not really. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, been a lot of fun in 2022. Should be even more fun in 2023. So let's end this overall year off of the bank. Yeah, hopefully we got some winners here for you guys. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody, uh, all of our fans, all of our listeners, all of our supporters, whether you listen to the pods or in the Discord, follow us on Twitter, uh, whatever the case might be. We wouldn't be here without you guys, so we appreciate every single one of you guys, and hopefully we have another great 2023 year as we did in 2022. All right, make sure to follow Scott on Twitter at uh, Reichel Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.